0: Welcome to Best Picture Cast, where normally we deep dive a different Best Picture winner each week with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. Tonight we'll be doing something a little different as we are beginning a series of episodes where we invite previous BPC co-hosts on to talk about their top 10 favorite movies. And we are back again with this series that we have all been having a good time with, and we have a previous co-host here who's been on with us a few times that is excited to throw his hat into the ring, and he is Jay Dowski. Jay,
1: welcome back. What's up? How are we doing?
0: Doing well, my friends. I'm glad to have you here. Very excited myself to hear the movies that you've picked for this. We're going through what are your top favorite movies. We didn't ask you to pick what you think are the 10 best movies ever made or the... 10 greatest pieces of art that have, have come across your desk. You're just simply putting together a little power ranking of your favorite movies. Each of our hosts kind of took their own little twist on it, approached it in different ways, and and you're gonna be no different here. So how was uh, how was this, the start of putting this thing together here for you?
1: This list was not a problem for me. I pretty much probably had this list years ago written down and wow, it, yeah, it's locked like maybe in. like two two movies changed since then i always enjoy like it's one of my favorite things to ask someone is like what's your favorite movie you know it's like a great conversation <laughs> starter totally. and it's like you, there should just be a dating app where you just match up on movies like your favorite movies <laughs> list your favorite movies and we just get together like you could always tell like you know oh, i'm gonna like this person if they you know if i like their, the movie they like kind of thing so That's this is a great list. idea. Yeah, you're right. giving away ideas here. Campaign you know, <laughs> right. campaign on that. I yeah, copyrighted yeah. that right there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this list was not a problem. I pretty much, I didn't change, I maybe changed one movie. This is like 12 years in the making. Yeah, so you're pretty <laughs> locked in here. Yeah. And
0: as we do these, we do call in a, kind of like a co-pilot here to, to join in the conversation. And we've done that as well. And he is a frequent BPC host joining us today and his name is Artie B. Artie. What where am I? <laughs> he's been he's been plunged into this universe here to talk about Jay Dowski's movies. Artie, are you excited here to, to tackle this here? You have no idea what Jay's gonna give. We don't look at these lists first here. We I have no idea. This is all raw content. i l I'm excited for this. Yeah it's a hidden, a hidden list here. Now I, I should say Jay before we, we get into what movies you picked, there were a couple rules that we laid out first for this thing and the first one being that we're not picking any Best Picture winners. As Best Picture cast, we deep dive every Best Picture winner. There's really no need for us to spend any extra airwaves on these movies that we spend hours and hours and hours talking about, watching, analyzing, talking about, and and goofing around with. So today we have pushed aside all Best Picture winners. We also are limited to one film per director. So if you pick a, a film from any of your favorite directors, that's the only one you can select to put on your list. So if your top ten movies of all time are all Steven Spielberg movies, you're in some trouble here for this. So you're only going to be able to take one. Yeah, again, with
1: you. Um, didn't have a problem with any of those. Didn't get in the <laughs> didn't way. Know. change my list at all. Love it. Do you have <laughs> any famous directors <laughs> on your list? I do, but I only have one you know, for <laughs> each movie. Yes. all right. All right. Cool. So yeah, oh, it's perfect. Okay, so- um, All I had to do is just dust this thing off. For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get
0: this list ready. That's right. Okay, great. So uh, I do want to start with, as we normally do with these episodes, with what we're drinking today. And Jay, you're gonna lead us off here. What do you? Uh, what did you select for the occasion here?
1: I'm drinking a Dankful IPA by Sierra Nevada, mixed in with a bottle of water. All and right. The old
0: Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. It's one that pops up here on PPC a lot. And it might have popped up with you, too, today, Artie.
2: Yeah, the Sierra Nevada Wonderland Nectarine Ale. I had it for my episode that I recorded. It's a favorite of mine. 7.5%, but tasty. There you go. And, Jay, I know that you're a big
0: 90s guy. You love your 90s pop culture. You love your 90s movies. So I had to pick a beer by a 90s pop culture legend. And it is... Stone Cold Steve Austin's very own beer, the Broken Skull IPA from El Segunda Brewing Company. You really think of everything, don't you, Kieran? (laughs) Give me a a hell yeah. That's exactly right. That is the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. You are quite the host. Yes. so I'm I'm enjoying this one. This one is up there in the alcohol content for what I normally grab. It's a 6.7. What? It's a 6.7. What? Uh, Six point seven percent volume, uh, by volume ABV, and yeah, so it's a it's a it's a delicious beer, nice and kind of like a, a light colored IPA. It's the El Segundo Brewing Company's Check them oh.
2: That's cute. You're Great almost job. in the sevens with the ABV. Maybe you'll get there one day. <laughs> what? <Great job. laughs> okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on here,
0: Jay. Jay, you were on. This is. Been on a few times here with us. You've uh, tackled a couple best picture winners and also a BBC tournament winner. So, the episodes that you were on, you made your debut on the American Beauty episode. It was a a great episode that the two of us recorded. It was back when we were doing uh, the two person episodes.
2: You were phenomenal on that episode. Thank you. Phenomenal.
1: I did my homework.
0: Yeah. Showed. you were also in on the Gentleman's Agreement episode, which is also our Arnold Appreciation episode. Myself, you, and Grant Z. We were terrible on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not, not accurate. We're, we're joking around here. And it, we went through every Arnold movie as well in that one, in addition to the Gregory Peck Champion's Gentleman's Agreement and had a really a really cool Terminator conversation in that one. That I yep. quite a yep. Can you imagine it's Gregory Peck as right. Terminator? That would be something. That would be something. He'd really be able to, to hide the fact that he's a, a cyborg. <laughs> and uh, the Best Picture winner episode that I mentioned as well was the, the Lion King.
2: And Artie, B, you were in on that one too, along with Grant C. Jay and I met five seconds before that, and then we're on air together. So it, yeah. I, but Jay and I really like Jay. Jay's got a great sense of humor. He's... And I think during our first break, you guys looked at each other and said, "Did we just become best friends?" Yeah, <laughs> basic, basic <laughs>
1: routine installation, and uh, we've <laughs> been best friends ever since. Velociraptor, <laughs> yeah. Home and Gardens. We just. It
0: <laughs> Artie, that we'll, we'll just talk because that was the one episode you were all with Jay. You have any any fond memories from that old Lion King episode, or or anything from the past oh yeah
2: Jay is so fun to riff with and just go on the fly do impressions make fun of shit it's Jay's it's, I love this it was a just tr- so much fun a truly wacky
0: episode and I think one of the one of the funnest moments of that was the was the um, the, the Lion King Goodfellas mishmash <laughs> I was, was we- going to say <laughs> that I
1: think I had to but
0: the uh, Nala, what'd you do? <laughs> Why would you do that? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. all the zebra we had, Nala! <laughs> I think that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lot a lot of fun with that one going back. But then there was also the, the, the My Cousin Vinny spot. Yeah, too, that you guys have those fun. are so funny. Yeah, that is good stuff. And Artie, you mentioned Jay's work on the American Beauty episode, and that is another one that people constantly... I get messages and texts about, and they were like, whoa, I listened to your American Beauty episode, I'm like... The insight on that one was incredible, and, and you, uh, Jay, that was your debut. I mean, you, you saw that we were doing this podcast, and you reached out to me. We've been friends for a while. We coached baseball together in the, in the past, and you, you reached out to me, and you're like, you got to get me in on this, so we to got to get this going. So we, we planned that episode. We, we made it work, and it was just a really fun conversation that kind of opened my eyes to so many parts of the movie and, and moved it way up my rankings just having that conversation
1: you were like I was like what are you doing and you like told me oh, I'm doing this podcast about the best pictures and I was like I have to be on this <laughs> you're like all right give me five movies and one of them was beauty and it was a good dynamic cuz you didn't like it at first and I was like I love this movie and you're like oh, okay then we should do it together and then you upon second viewing like liked it even more and like once we were done talking about it we were both like this movie's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one yeah. of those things. That sometimes, I think everybody that w- listened to it, we might have convinced just how like good every element of this movie is. Yeah, count, count me as one of those listeners. <laughs> just,
0: just aspects of filmmaking that just my eyes were not open to. Right, it, it yeah. just, like Mendes.
1: You're like, need, like, hats off to Sam Mendes. Yeah, and it's and just everyone for everyone. It's
0: involved. another one of those movies where I think the content can sometimes get in the way of the craftsm- craftsmanship. Absolutely, and because it's kind of upsetting, and you just you don't yep. you don't hone in on the on the technical aspect of things and yeah now that's a movie that skyrocketed up my list and I have like when we do the the 30 at the end of the summer that's one that's gonna be prominently featured where I think going into this I would have expected that to be in like the bottom 10 15. Yeah Phil Twitter is gonna love that. Well yes we'll we'll, we'll have to tackle the spacey issues aside but I do want to mention as well for anyone who hasn't heard one of the episodes that Jay was on. Jay that you are the author of a book, a book that I have now read. <laughs> and, and, and enjoy it. The last three times you we were on, I think I was, well, I think the first one you just gave it to me, and then the, by the time it was Gentleman's Agreement, I hadn't read it yet, and then we were on The Lion King and I had started it, and now I've finished it, so
1: plug the book for us here. Well, I think that's, you know, pretty much sums up the book. You, once you, you had it, you didn't open it, and then once you open it and you read, like, the first chapter, you're like, all right, I think I have to finish this book. Yeah. You know, and you got into it, um, so it was cool that you enjoyed it. The book is called Bury Me in Montauk. It's on Amazon.com. Um, if you want to know what it's about, just go to Amazon.com, Bury Me in Montauk. It's a mystery thriller. Uh, Kieran will tell you. It. It's a page-turner. And uh, every ep- every chapter pretty much tries to have a cliffhanger. It's just a fun read. That's it. Just have fun with it. You know, one of the things that I, I liked about it, people who have heard
0: me on this podcast before will say I'm real into the the setting and the ambiance of a, of a movie or a book too. I mean, my, one of my favorite authors is Stephen King, and he's very much into, into the setting and the, the place, the sights and sounds of what's going on. And it takes place on Long Island. So it's a, it's, it gives a great representation of life on the island, whether it's on the east end by the beaches or the city end of things and what it kind of takes to travel from one end to the other. And it does it in a way that if you've never been to Long Island, you get a great, grasp of the geography and I thought that was one of the coolest parts about it and I think, yeah
1: I like um you know people who live on Long Island their whole life you know will read it and be like I never knew that about Montauk I didn't know that that was Montauk's past you know with like Camp Hero and everything so yeah and like, you could throw
0: myself in that too I didn't yeah. realize that either but so you know cool. it, it, it is but it's also cool like having been to places like when you're talking about Montauk Downs and like I think I had just golfed that yeah. ago, like a week before reading that part Montauk of the book, Manor. so I could I could picture the starters thing perfectly and all that. Like, but it, it's you're you they go to
1: Montauk Manor. Yes, yep,
0: yeah, yeah, and it's and you know your your writing ability really allows the reader to envision that stuff if they haven't been there too, because there were plenty of places you brought up that I had not been. But very a very very cool book. It's bury me in Montauk. It's available on Amazon. You can check that out. It's on some uh, local books. Bookstores in Long, on Long Island, too, if you're local. So, yeah, Bury Me in talk by Jay Dowski. Check that one out. It's it's worth the purchase. It's worth the read. So, Jay, are we ready to do this already? Are we ready to hear Jay's list here? We're we all on the edge of our seats. Hold on. Wait. Let me move forward to the edge. <laughs> get get the cheeks right on the edge here. Here we go. Jay, number 10
1: on your list. Number 10 number 10 is the john hughes directed planes trains and automobiles this is a movie i watch every thanksgiving uh john hughes is one of my favorites i think he's a he's an icon and this movie never gets any less funny every time i watch it john candy steve martin or comedic legends and with the writing and the banter between the two of them uh yeah, uh, it, it's always like every time, every year I watch it. It's like watching it for the first time, laughing just as hard. And that's a a Thanksgiving movie, if I'm
0: not mistaken. the greatest Thanksgiving. Yes, I think movie. we were we <laughs> were talking about this one in the group chat around the holidays when we were prepping for the. the it's usually, on the, the one anyone could think of, which is fine with
1: me. You know, it makes it the greatest. That's <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: we, we were prepping for for the. The home alone one or i think we were we were going to do our thanksgiving special too and which ended up being shawshank redemption which didn't necessarily have much to do with thanksgiving other than the fact that it just was kind of a movie i wanted to do on my favorite holiday so but yeah that, that was one of the, planes trains and automobiles was one of those thanksgiving themed movies that that popped up there for sure
2: i had never seen that movie and i saw it for the first time probably like september of last year mm-hmm. It is so funny. Like yeah. there's classic humor in there, classic timeless humor. Mm-hmm. When they're on the plane, and then the train, and then they're in the automobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's one. I ha- it's one I have not seen myself. I, I, I like that that crew. You know, I like those oh, those style comedies. Cons- they're you know. so funny together. Yeah. yeah,
1: there is like you know some. Br- if you watch it, you might such. You know, you it's one of those maybe like oh that's where that's from. There's a couple like iconic scenes. Yeah, awesome, awesome movie. Great, all right,
0: so Jay leads us off with a
1: comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Correct. Let's go to number nine. Number nine is the Robert Zemeckis-directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Great one. I think this would be in my top three greatest 80s movies of all time. I would do like Empire and Back to the Future and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. All right. If you haven't seen this, you just have to see it just for the experience, you know it won't be the first time you've probably seen cartoons and people but if you saw it as a kid back then it was the first time you saw cartoons and people and it's like done with humor, it's done as like a uh, noir, you know, 1940s, yeah. 50s detective movie, it's just every part, it's, uh, Christopher Lloyd as the bad guy is perfect. Yeah, in, in my opinion it
0: is a revolutionary movie because those it's up like you mentioned the live action and the animated mixed together had been done before whether it was mary poppins or uh, bed knobs and broomsticks a, a couple others but it's always been done in like the lavish musical style where you kind of see them in these big colorful numbers right and this together. is a character driven noir and you have you have the two worlds you have the the animated world and the and the real world and you see both characters from either kind of going back and forth and it's it's just a, a totally cool movie a movie that was a big part of my childhood too
1: yeah it's a good point like they're conversing with each other like like normal people The most sometimes. yeah it's a you character know, like drama the... yeah
0: yeah and just an amazing performance from from bob hoskins oh yeah absolutely. awesome a great Villainous performance from from Christopher Lloyd. Great visual effects. And yeah. I gotta say, you know, if, if I if you ask me, like those scenes as a child that horrified you, like what are the ones that you go to that made you like hide <laughs> under the table when the steamroller oh. scene. That was rough for me. It was the shoe are you dipping. Your oh yeah, the, dipping that dipping oh, the cartoon shoe into the into the, yeah. into the tank dip. of toxic, dip. tune Called stuff, it and it's just oh, crying my- and <laughs> sobbing, and him slowly just melting it away it's like oh my god that's
1: horrific or like the tension from uh, shaving a haircut oh great tension (laughs) no don't go out there
0: great tension
2: and then who doesn't love the the scene of all the weasels laughing themselves to death one by one and their angels (laughs) blowing up so (laughs) I've never seen this movie straight through wow okay I've only seen that part at the end where he gets steamrolled and that traumatized man I never wanted to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh my god yeah, that's yeah what I, I actually turned flat, and then I yeah, realized yeah. he was a cartoon.
0: I would yeah, check it out already. It's worth it. It's 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 Robert Zemeckis, director of Forrest Gump and Back to the Future. It's yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a it's a well crafted movie. I'll watch it, and it, I think it plays for an adult too. It's been a while since I've seen it myself. Probably even like college, maybe maybe it's a little after college now. Is it on Disney Plus? Oh right? wow, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check that one out. Traumatize my daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, we all had to do it. Exactly. It's part of <laughs> life. You right, gotta yeah. see the guy get steamrolled.
0: Yep. That's right. It's a it's a it's a good one for sure. So great great choice there at number nine. I should say now too as we kinda of move through that one quick, we are gonna be spoiler friendly in this one. So we're not gonna give away too many, uh, too many things. If you really, you know, were afraid about the fate of Christopher Lloyd, you know and, and you, you stop I listening. Yeah, no, that's hey, that's fine. This is a good way to get it out. I think that most people have seen Roger Rabbit at this point. We are, don't, you don't have to turn your devices off and, and run away. We are going to be spoiler friendly from here on out. So, spoiler conscious. Anyway, so we have your 10 and we
1: have your 9. Let's get your number 8, Jay. Number 8 is a Martin McDonough directed movie called In Bruges. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, um, have you seen it? I have seen it. Have you seen it? No. Oh, you would love this movie. Well, Tell me, he would. wouldn't love this movie.
0: Artie would ten out of ten. <laughs> love What is
2: in Bruges? Oh, Bro,
0: it, it. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Right.
2: And and, and the good. Not the good, off, off good, to a hot start. <laughs> <laughs> no, the not. good
0: half of of Colin Farrell's career, not the bad
2: half. Is it a half or is it like one tenth? Well, a,
1: Yep. Uh, talk to me. Talk to us. All right. Let's get up. into hit, this. Man, hit gone wrong.
2: They gotta hide out. Love all this already.
1: Ray Fines uh, is their boss. He says go hide out in Bruges. You know where Bruges oh, is? Oh is that that's where the title comes. Nobody from. Nobody knows where, they don't even know where It's Bruges not a real place. Is. It is no, actually but it's like in. an unknown like they have not, right. it's not a famous picturesque. Oh so they supposedly. have to figure out where Bruges is? No, so he sends them there and they just have to hide out and they and you know, Colin Farrell's character hates it. Gleason's character loves Bruges. The city in Belgium. So there's this okay. uh this dynamic going on. And it's, it's a the really funniest.
0: like A really old uh it's the Picture type out,
1: of canals.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a it's We're like here, a travelers two thousand and eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. It's but Bruges is like a is like a traveler's old time city. So if you love like old structures of buildings and this and that, so if you're if you're if you're that that type of tourist that likes to see Old
1: structures, like the history of construction. Right, so you have like Gleason. Gleason like loves the tours, and like Farrell's like sitting there all angry. (laughs) There's (laughs) nothing to do on a Bruges tour. There's nothing to do in this town. Another building, another building, cool. But it's funny, and it's like not. I wouldn't say it's it's grounding. It's kind of hard. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna add it to my list. The director of three billboards. Yeah. Which was a best picture nominee. Pronounce his name McDonough, and Yeah, yeah, McDonough.
0: Yep. It's a movie that I would say that if you liked. Fargo yeah I would say check out in Bruce it's, yeah. it's this it's a similar type of, of
1: humor it's a dark comedy
0: for sure it's a, it's a it's a funny movie it's a funny movie it's a dark movie but it and actually is, at the uh, end
1: Ray Fiennes comes comes it shows up and he's just ruthlessly hilarious too. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's, it's
1: one already
2: totally checked out. I mean, you will no, not I just regret. added it to exactly. my list. It's at the top not, of my list. And
0: anyone out there, check out *In Bruges*. I'm,
1: I'm super pumped you put that one on there because that's it.
2: So you have three great. pretty, like, comedy noir movies for the first three.
1: Well, Planes, Trains. Yeah, three comedies. All right. But then you get to Number seven. Uh, the Wes Craven directed Scream number seven. Is Scream. Scream's comedic, uh, which is I put with the one I put on for the horror film tournament.
2: I just want to say my heart just started racing because I, for a second, thought you were going to say The Wishmaster, and I was like, Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the Wishmaster. Wishmaster. was eligible
0: for our, our sub fifty tournament.
1: Oh, uh, well, I had it on my list. Yep. But um, I think you've heard me, you know, talk about Scream. How it's just perfectly meta in every way, but yet scary at the same time. Yeah. It's like before Scary Movie. It's not full Scary Movie, but it's like smart, spoof satire that like is making fun of itself, yet also being a horror film and scary at the same time. In theaters, it was scary. Oh, yeah.
2: For sure. And, but and once it, you see it, you're like, I get it.
1: And, I love it. And, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. It scared oh, it's amazing. the shit out of the, best. the first time, it scared the shit out I of me. I think it's one of the best
2: horror movies ever
0: made. It's It right. certainly belongs in that small list there if you're putting it together and jay that was your selection in our horror tournament last yeah. year and it made it to the finals it
1: did and
0: lost to halloween so we, we will have another one of those coming up again this year we're picking none of the movies that were in last year so we'll do another draft again to, to make that happen and i think you fun. made
1: a good point when we when we recorded that episode and that was that, like, Scream kind of like kicked off this, like, fad again for, like, horror films and, like, set spoofy horror films yep. and stuff like that. And it's just, uh, yeah, it was an iconic movie when we were young.
0: Yeah, Rejuvenated 96.
1: Yeah, 96, yeah, that's wild. It is wild there. And
0: that's really my first real experience with like the horror genre outside of just like seeing scenes that terrified me as a little kid that I ran away from. Right.
2: That's some of the best marketing ever done for a movie too because everyone thought Drew Barrymore was the star of that movie. Yeah. And that blows the doors off the opening scene. Yeah. It's one of the best
1: opening
0: scenes. Ever. Ever. It It, it is. It is up
2: there. Great call.
0: So that was your number seven. Number seven. Number seven was Scream. Correct. We're on to the final movie of the back half here.
1: And that's going
0: to be your number six. Jay, number six.
1: Number six is the Steven Spielberg-directed Saving Private Ryan. Wow. He he plays the Spielberg
0: card in the sixth <laughs> hole. <don't>. You <laughs> never know what it's going to be. It's going to be a number of things. Exactly. It
1: is Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan is a movie I watch every year, usually on Veterans Day or Memorial Day. And uh, I just, I love... Not a fan of war, but I love war movies, and I think it's why I love sports movies. I love that camaraderie, that like singular mission. We're all in this together, so I love all, all war movies. And this is my favorite war movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's one of those like war movies that has like the most heart. Like it's so character. The f- characters are so fleshed out. There's a scene where they're like sleeping in the chapel at night. They're like hiding out for the night and. Uh, Giovanni Rubisi is talking about like they, they look over at the interpreter who I think is sleeping or it's Barry Pepper's car- character and they say how could he be sleeping right now and like Rubisi goes into this monologue about how the key to sleep falling asleep is trying to stay awake and how he used to try to stay awake for his mom she always worked late so I had to stay up all night I wanted to talk to her and then I'd fall asleep before she got home and then he goes, but that one time, those sometimes when she came home early and I was still up, I would pretend to be sleeping in my bed, and she would stand at the door, and all she would want to do is tell me about her day, and I would just sit there and pretend to sleep. And he's like, I never understood why I did that, and I'm like, I fucking know that feeling. Wow. <laughs> this, yeah, what a scene! And too, it's such, yeah, and it just like create. You just realize like this war is just making people just remember the little things that they wish they could go back to. Anything but where he is right now he wants to go back to his mom before he dies he's crying out for his mom yeah. right so they just like this war is just crushing them and they just want to go back to those moments that they took for granted and it's just such a I love everything about
2: this script in the movie it's amazing that such a massive war epic that is the most memorable scene for you and like there's that's one of the most memorable scenes for me too when you said sleeping in the chapel I'm like Always oh, going to say when the guy tries to say, "Don't try to fall asleep." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it really is so memorable. It's just a little human conversation of guys lying around mm-hmm. in the middle of a war epic. I and, it, dude. Great and if humor. you listen
0: to our Shakespeare in Love episode, one of our early episodes that I did with with Brendan B, my brother. That's the scene that he because we did we spent a little time talking same by Ryan how could you not <laughs> yeah. and that was the scene that he pulled too out of that yeah. that he just really that really hit him and it is an incredible incredible scene and yeah. what a cast. Yeah. In the movie, yeah. I mean, you know, Tom Hanks aside, I mean, you talk about Edward Burns, Tom Sizemore, Barry Pepper up in the Vin up in Diesel. the snipers with Vin Diesel, Adam Goldberg, Adam Goldberg
2: yep. yeah, Tom, Tom Sizemore, DC yeah. No, Tom Sizemore's so good, he's unbelievable so in that good. movie. He, that is his best. It's the best but movie sure. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Little bit parts from Brian Cranston, Ted Danson, Danson's character yeah. in that movie is perfect. It's perfect for Ted Danson, and of Dad. course, Matt Damon.
1: Matt Damon. Matt Damon is in it.
2: Yeah, just um, a, just and, and, and we and, and
1: it also has what like one of the best opening you know war. But that's the, the thing.
2: It's like of all these, like it probably has three of the best war scenes, scenes I've ever, ever seen. Yeah. And I'm remembering a guy talking about falling asleep in a chapel,
1: right? Like that's,
2: that's right. it. The movies, yep. you're up. You're right, man. That should be up there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, great call. So that's your number six. All right, so there's the uh, the back half there. Before we get to the top half, you know, we mentioned there were a, f- a couple rules here for this, and possibly Saber Private Ryan should have been ineligible had it won that, <laughs> had it won the, that award that year in 1998. So, what were some best picture winners that could have been con- contending in this in this list for you? had they been eligible? Also, ones by other directors that you may have mentioned. If we haven't mentioned the director
1: director yet, we'll, we'll hold off on. Them. We got there. um Silence of the Lambs, go-to Halloween scary movie-ish pick for me every year. uh Braveheart and American Beauty. All right, uh, yeah.
2: Love your inclusion sure. of Braveheart. Yeah. Did you listen yeah. to the rankings episode by any chance? No, but I bought the BPC Warrior Poet. Oh, yes, cool. you have the T-shirt. <laughs> I have that awesome.
1: T-shirt as
0: well. Almost wore it today. You can check out our our merch store. We have several shirts from different movies best picture winners so even if you're not a huge fan of the podcast so you just happen to be listening to Jay's episode because you're a fan of Jay you can check out you can check out our, our merch store we have uh, it's it's movie related too so it's just not even honed into just the, the podcast There's a love. lot of good stuff
1: out there yeah in addition to
0: t-shirts it's it's uh, beer mugs and we have uh, coffee mugs and uh, beer glasses. There's some like, leggings. There's stickers, different things you can put in. So well, there'll be a link for that in the, in the episode description so you can check that out too. So, okay, yeah, good, good ones there too. Now, were there any other Spielbergs that, that you teased with coming in or you knew it would be it, it would be Saving Private Ryan or Pasta?
1: I like, old, I like every
2: Spielberg movie pretty much. Um... What's your favorite Indiana Jones movie? Say it, Just the third one. Yes, me too. <laughs> Last Crusade. Yeah.
1: Yes. Give me your hand. <laughs> I'm in the unfortunate minority that like
2: Temple of Doom. <laughs> that is an unfortunate minority.
1: shitty <laughs> day. We called the dog Indiana.
2: <laughs> Half the time I'm watching Temple of Doom, my eyebrows oh, no, are up I in can. the middle, like <laughs> what? What am I we looking it. at? Okay, so we're in the we're in
0: Jay's top five here. We'll wait and see if Temple of Doom made it. Although <laughs> probably did Was that a skill, but I don't know if Fuller
1: did that one, right? Did he? That is did a spill. Right? No, definitely he did not. all three of them. So Jay, you're number five. Number five coming in is the Ben Stiller directed. Wow, the Cable Guy. Another dark comedy. I do love me. Yeah, he likes comedy <laughs> presented in <laughs> different mechanisms. Yeah
2: like dark hey, satire I horror. am
1: so happy that this movie made it through the underground cult classic channels because it, it when it first came out nobody wanted to see it it was panned critically and now every single one of my friends you know you ask them they love the movie you know super just, weird vibe it's just a very quotable movie it's so weird but and I think Ben Stiller <laughs> doesn't make a bad movie right Zoolander. Tropic Thunder. Um, and yeah, he picks his spots real carefully and, 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 <laughs> and usually mills. And Jim Carrey is just my favorite ever, so him being weird at that time was like, shit, this is not Ace Ventura. It's different, you know? Plus, it's got so many movie because it's such about a movie fanatic, right? He's got so many movie um, Easter eggs and little nuggets in there that he drops, like references and you know his names are all you know tv show characters and stuff like that um and it's and it's just very very quotable, so I just I go watch that movie every day. Matthew Broderick in that Matthew one. Broderick. We tie into our to our Lion King episode. Owen Wilson makes an appearance. He gets the shit kicked out of him in the bathroom. I did not know Owen Wilson was. In Is the that movie. how we got the,
2: the yeah. nose broken?
1: Like, What's up with those chickens, man? <laughs> hey, <the> eggs. Wow. <laughs> it's it kind the of like, summers. Yeah, and then I kind of always way.
0: viewed that as like a like a darker what about Bob? You know, it has <laughs> the same like it has the same like sort of format, you know. Where, like everyone feels sorry for this guy except yeah. for the protagonist who's <laughs> yeah. just like just losing his mind. It's over true. It. He
1: goes, he actually goes to his family's house for uh Thanksgiving, one of the holidays, and they're playing porno password with, Jim right. with uh, Chip Daly. The password, the password is <laughs> foreskin.
0: No, I'm not saying that to my mother, it'll only be delivered uh, by, by Jim, Jim Carrey, Kary. yes, yeah. It's, it's, that's an interesting pick, man. I, I have not seen that movie in a very long time. It's something I gotta, perhaps... Oh, Jack Black's in that movie. Jack Black in there, too? Yeah, that's right. Jack Black's in that movie. The Cable Guy. I've never seen that movie.
2: Really? Check it out, man. I'm familiar with a couple scenes from TV or whatever, but I've never seen the movie.
1: Cable Guy. All right. Nice pick. We're on to number four. Number four. So, if you thought that I've been hitting the comedies pretty hard, this is my last... Comedy of the list. My last official, like, full-fledged comedy of the list. So it would be my favorite comedy, which would be the Harold Ramis-directed Groundhog's Day. Great, great choice. Yes. Great choice. Uh, A top pick That's a movie I could watch on a loop, day after day. day Every day Every day. for (laughs) thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. That is a movie I watch every year, too. That's definitely an annual uh, tradition of mine. And we talked about Thanksgiving movies. That is probably the only Groundhog Day movie. There's got to be
0: another one out it's there. It's probably one, the best one out there. I would there. It's, <laughs> not not the, if it's not the, the only poster, one. The poster board for it.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, the Bill Murray at his finest, right? Like the curmudgeon, the sarcastic curmudgeon. And the ending, like, you know, you just talk about a perfect mix of, like, comedy, romantic comedy, with, like, a little heart at the end.
0: Yeah, and it's like a low-key horror movie, too. <laughs> if it, well, you think about the idea of being trapped not, somewhere for thousands and thousands of years, potentially,
1: you don't. He's. You think about it. He's been in there for. Well, you read the facts on that movie. They'll say, like in an interview, Hal Dramus said he thinks Bill Murray's character was probably in there for like seven years or whatever it is. It's, but it's like years. That yeah, he's years. Been in there. But you know, I think. Like, but you know, that's Is what it based it is. on a book? No it's, so. no, it's an, yeah, it's an wow, original screenplay. Yeah, really original clever. screenplay.
0: It's it's very clever. It's it's. It's a top choice for me, too. Right. It's a top choice for me, too. It's a great movie. It's one I watched recently and was just, this time around, was just blown away with it. It's one I've seen many, many times over the years. But an unbelievable performance, not just from Bill Murray and Annie McDowell. I know already you're not a big Annie McDowell fan. No, I hate her. But uh, Chris Elliott and and the rest of the squad. But the extras to... Have to redo all of those scenes over, over and, and over and over, over again, yeah. and have everything be exactly the way it was. <laughs> yeah. I love that stuff. Like yeah. I, I just, I just love that stuff. Getting having, making sure all the extras are in the same place, doing the same thing, doing the same thing over it, and it is and it was, a, it was a maniacal shoot. Like I think Carol Ramis and and Bill Murray got in a fist fight, and it would be a great Best Picture Guest episode. We got to work that. <laughs> we got to, we got to figure that out sometime. Yeah. So great, great choice. So that was your number four. Correct. Love that that in the fourth spot. Great choice, Jay. Number three now, Jay.
1: Number three on the list is a dramedy. Uh, I thought we were done with the. We're iddies. blending out the comedy. <laughs> like, said, we're blending comedy. out the comedy. Just last is, pure Hey, comedy. listen. It's basically you're a, a, comedy com- guy, you're a comedy guy, or so a comedy guy. It's a serious topic, but it's got it's some great moments of brevity.
2: He's like, Happy Gilmore. And we're like, That's a the comedy. Word. It's
1: okay if it's, it's eight, eight comedies and Saving Private Ryan. That's
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Phil, the Phil Alden Robinson directed *Sneakers*, starring Robert Redford, Sydney Poitier, um, River Phoenix, Dan Aykroyd, David Stratham, and it is a movie about. So this would be my dream job. People hire them. All those guys are one our team, and your company. You hire them to break into your offices to tell you the next day how easy it was to break into your offices, whether it's physically breaking into a bank and robbing it or breaking your firewall. And then you analyze their security, how you breached it, and then you tell them with a detailed report. So that's like their job. But imagine like Dan Aykroyd making cracks, you know, while he's like trying to rob a bank and uh, it's 1992. So it's like Redford's still, you know, in his, his like peak, you know, like still good, You know, peak is probably Butch Cassidy, but and uh, just every all the different characters mix so well. And Ben Kingsley plays like the anti-hero, and uh, it gets into like at the end they have to like do this one big heist. It's awesome. I just I love the movie. Yeah, so I I don't even
0: know that I've heard of Sneakers before. Maybe like in passing, but I definitely haven't seen it. Already
2: have. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It. It sounds amazing. The way you describe. <laughs> I want to see it. I'm adding it to my list right now. Like Stoopers. honestly, that sounds incredible. What year? Dude, on talk Stoopers? about a dream
1: job. I so say like 1992. Wow. Okay. 93 ish. Yeah. Late Redford. That's a late Redford. See, I was t- yeah. That's the perfect description, which is still great Redford. <laughs> any, any Redford is great Redford. Yes. Uh, Redford
2: Robert Redford is a friend of of the BP the BPC team over here. Yeah. I even like super late Redford with like Bagger Vance. Yeah. Bagger? Yeah, true. true. You're
1: yeah. seeing Bagger Vance. The Legend
2: of Bagger Vance. He directed it.
1: Oh, all right. I was like, I don't remember. He's not in that it. Movie no, he, but he directed, he directed
2: it. it. Yeah. So like, he's putting his foot out there. Hey, best director. I gotta see. I just added Sneakers to my list. That's cool. your description of it. Just sold me. It's a good comedy caper. All right. So Sneakers
0: was your three, Jay. There. So before we get to your top two, your gold and your silver medals here. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll talk about some honorable mentions. Ones that just missed your list. They're they the outside looking in. Your 11s and and up that just just couldn't get there. The honorable mentions. What do you, what do you have for us? Right. So eraser was gonna be.
1: Eraser, a, a, a contender,
0: <laughs> yeah, top 10. a contender, Artie's contender in the sub-50 yeah. tournament that we just had. Didn't get out of the first round, surprisingly. It it's a shame, because I thought that was my
2: favorite out of my three. I thought it would do really
0: well, too. I was surprised about that one. It I, I no, always loved Eraser. As really Artie big.
1: knows, yeah. it is my favorite Arnold movie. I love it. And Nardal just missed the, uh, the the top ten in the J. world You got
2: yeah. the you got the rail gun. shoots the ball of aluminum foil at seven thousand miles an hour. <laughs>
1: And James Caan plays the bad guy, so that's Yeah, that's fun. amazing. <laughs> that's always fun. Great year of James Caan, too. That's right around, like, the
0: program. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. And they
2: captured Vanessa Williams as one-year prime. Uh, God,
0: and I love Vanessa Williams. It's, well, that's her literal prime. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, it's, it's so a you don't prime. want to erase that memory. It's a great prime. It's a great prime. All the colors of the lens. All <laughs> so I also...
1: <laughs> so the, this next one is the Robert Zemeckis film. So if you... Could think of another Zemeckis film that I left off. What would you say? I would probably say Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. <where you're> <laughs> to the, uh, yeah. So it's either that or Frame Roger Rabbit. And I went Roger Rabbit just because it's so different than mo- almost anything I've ever seen. Um, and then the third one is Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. The David Heard Lynch. So David Lynch is one of my favorites, and I, I, like I watched The Racerhead, and then I watched The Elephant Man, and then I watched um, Twin Peaks, Mulholland and Drive. Mulholland Drive. And a lot of, Drive, a lot of the times what I'm like watching thing. it, and I'm my like, fuck of a movie. yeah,
2: like what did I just watch?
1: But I liked it. You know, yeah. I didn't know, but I liked it. So when I watched Blue Velvet for the first time, it's a pretty linear movie that tells like a, a, a linear story, and you could follow it. But it still has like this Lynchian vibe to it. There's still these Lynchian scenes, and I love movies about like American Beauty, like the picturesque suburbs and then the dark side of it. You know, like what's going on under that picturesque roses and white picket fence, and uh, there's and that's great, like, an like ins- scenes in there. That's yeah, like an insane and killer
0: performance from Dennis Hopper. Dennis right? Hopper is out of his mind. Yeah, and, and that's well, that's always said that because he was nominated for an Oscar that year for Hoosiers. Yeah. But people say that that nomination really was really from Blue Velvet because his character was too fucked up. It was yeah, too, too, it was too, too dark. ridiculous. So they didn't want to like recognize a really dark character like at it. that time. That
2: but great, he's great right? in Hoosiers, too, though. So I'm okay with it i <laughs> also. So. I have a lot of movies I've never seen. I've never seen Hoosiers. Uh, oh, which is a good one, Gene
0: Hackman.
1: Save uh, for the sports tournament.
2: Yeah, the sports <laughs> tournament. We have to
0: get in the mix on
1: that.
2: The Hackman. Yeah,
0: Lynch is a Lynch is a complicated director for me to to digest. I I really like Elephant Man. I think that's probably my favorite oh, yeah, be- David Lynch movie. Yeah. Because he's he's to me he's one of those guys. I know that sometimes people view like if the studio has their hands on a guy. They don't like that because he doesn't get his artistic vision. Right. Uh, I kind of want his artistic vision to be controlled by the studio a little bit. His, his, somebody his, to check His vision is a little too much for me. I know Rob Zombie is one that cops <laughs> up a lot too. I think Chris G always says that like, I had this surprise probably people trying to firebomb my house and so then I compared
2: David Lynch to Rob Zombie. But, uh, but... Uh, Chris G. always says that he needs the studio to reel him in. Well, the Halloween unrated version, literally just... The only thing between the studio version and the, and the unrated version are, like, really brutal scenes. Like a rape scene, like a brutal net, a neck-slitting scene. So, yes, yeah, the studio stuff. makes yeah. it, like, digestible for yeah, people. They're yeah. not going to walk out after the early 45 minutes.
0: And Lynch's problems aren't that they're too messed up or too or too dark, although he is a dark director... Lost Highway is another one that he did too. But it's just it's just a little too abstract for me where it's like I do also like if I'm sitting down to watch a movie I kind of want to see a movie and not just like someone just showing me a bunch of images of shit. Have you like, seen so, Eraserhead? Uh, I do not like Eraserhead.
2: Like, I have not seen that but I know the Cohen brothers love that
0: movie. Yeah, a lot of people love it and that's, you know, there's my hot take for the evening. I do not care for Eraserhead.
2: But, Lynch was a big storyboard guy. Like having every image planned out before well, the I movie. Cohen brothers are like that. Yeah, he's yeah. an
0: artist. He's an artist and he's super talented. It's just not necessarily for me.
1: Somebody said something like he said, uh, like, while well, they described him, like, most people think of a storyline and then come up with images for the storyline. He sees images and then comes up with a story for the images. And I'm like, yes. now he makes sense. <laughs> when you of, watch it like that, you're like, okay, I get him now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, a, a good
0: choice and, and boy... I mean, yeah, that's that if, movie, if you, you, you want to get in the movie. Lynch. I yeah, you will yeah, not
1: forget there. that movie.
0: Any other honorable mentions that you had in there? Just those three: cool. Eraser, Back to the
1: Future, Blue Velvet. Very nice. And we are now up to the old silver medal. Here we go. The silver medal. You will be not surprised. Uh, what I like about this whole thing is this is your favorite. So this is my second favorite film. But if anyone asks me what's the best movie ever made, this would be my first <laughs> on that list. And it's uh, The Frank Darabont, Shawshank Redemption. Um, mm. You know, I don't have to convince Kieran of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, as anyone who's listening here knows, that it's, is my yeah. number one. I just remember, I, I could tell you where I was when I saw it. And it's, uh, I don't watch it all the time because it is so long. If it's on TV, it's probably five hours with commercials. Mm. Sometimes, you know, four hours at least. But uh, I will just leave it on. Usually, if it's on, and uh, the the end is such a great payoff for the, that movie. It's just a beautiful film. It's
0: it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate emotional roller coaster. It's a perfectly assembled movie. I mean, I, we have a full episode of me talking about it. I mean, already you were not on that episode. Talk about the Shusen Redemption.
2: For some reason, I thought this movie was excluded. Whether it was. Best picture or... or We covered it. So I think that's understandable.
1: It feels like it should be best picture. Right. Like, for some
2: reason, I didn't even consider this, but it would have been, like, you know, high on my list. Joey R., who
0: was on that episode, too, left it off of his list because we've covered it and he felt that he didn't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Sorry. That's probably my subconscious. Yeah, whereas, like, Grant chose to keep Jaws on his... Despite the fact that we covered it because he wanted to hammer hold. So we, you did have that option. We covered it for you. can safely leave it off and just still recognize it as a
2: top movie. Well, Grant, I understand. He's, he's open that Jaws is his favorite movie of all time. Chris yes. Galan will probably have it as number one, too. You know, just yes. out there already. Yeah. So, yeah. Chris,
0: who hasn't, who hasn't done one of these yet, he'll be, he'll be coming up. But he has that option. He can put it on there with, with, with probably both well Shawshank and Jaws they'll put them on there or, or not and I, I it seems like he's going to lean toward leaving them off just so we can add, include other movies so uh, but yeah but already talk about Shawshank cause really, Shawshank's I mean,
2: one of the best movies ever made I mean it's just it's got everything it's just the best ending ever feeling wise mm-hmm. as an audience member watching a movie like you don't get more of a payoff than you get in this movie you can get equal but not more yeah And uh, just it's the acting and it's 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 wonderful. I don't even I don't know what to say about Shawshank. Great. Anyone see Shawshank? They leave it on. Yeah, yeah. That's the big thing. It's the ultimate
0: catch it on TV movie. I mean, it's it's the it's the Babe Ruth of catching a movie on TV. There's a reason
2: in February on a Saturday at 3 p.m. on TBS, Shawshank comes twice (laughs) in a row because they're gonna get you. (laughs) You're gonna watch it. (laughs) Like I I watch it. Like they catch me. TBS always TNT TBS three
1: to seven p.m. The Shawshankery yeah yeah with, yeah, with <laughs> commercials it's ridiculous. <laughs> Can we do like a Christmas story
0: thing, but like replace Shawshank. it with Shawshank and just like it's just Shawshank all day? Maybe every holiday or just every holiday. Thanksgiving,
2: yeah. every Thanksgiving. Holiday, Thanksgiving yeah. Christmas, Easter. You just see Shawshank all day long on <laughs> I, TNT. Uh, years every ago, I proposed to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, April fifteenth.
0: Yeah, it would, it would be the one. Years ago, I proposed that they, they plug out Christmas Story and just put Anchorman on on Christmas. And just, <laughs> just just, just we, we need another movie to just put 24 hours of Shawshank. 24 hours of Anchorman. That was, That'd be awesome. But Okay, so Shawshank is your number two. A That's fine it. choice. Great choice. But we're at number one right now. And your your top
1: movie on the Jay Dowski favorite movies list. So my favorite movie of all time, uh, which is from my intro song... To this episode uh that was part of the soundtrack to peter weirs directed the truman show starring jim carrey as truman burbank wow so like i said this is my favorite movie of all time i just love me some jim carrey and i loved when jim carrey was like because i remember being a kid and in the theaters watching this i love it when he was just like i'm gonna do serious role now and i was like yeah i'm in for a gym and i saw the movie i was like damn it's a good movie and i don't know i just always loved this movie i can't like i could recite the movie for you i don't know i uh you know how you were saying about how like the extras coordinated on that um what was the other movie? Groundhog groundhog day like i love like if you ever saw the truman show i love when they're like talk like the extras are like okay first places right first positions because he's like coming down the road in his car and so they're all like on the street like paused and they're like okay first position they're like okay go and it's just like i love like this fake suburban life yeah. you know where like everyone's acting and he's doesn't he's the only one that doesn't know about it you know that dramatic irony is so perfect and the tension's great and uh and then the ending is a great payoff as well. And uh, Jim Carrey is my favorite, so pretty much Yeah, makes your list twice, does, with Cable Guy and with that uh, yeah, he's the and only two-timer, yeah. Artie, you're a big Truman Show
2: guy, right? Truman Show's one of my favorite movies ever. Real. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. really? Real. <laughs> oh. it, like, if I had a top 30 list, it's probably on there. It's, yeah. it's wow. almost definitely on there. I love that movie. Jim Carrey's awesome. Yeah. We're, you know what? When, you're right. He, he decided to make a serious movie. He fucking knocked it out of the park his first try, (laughs) like and and it it, like the amount of emoting he does and the ending is like an all time payoff as well. Yeah, and Ed Harris is just fucking awesome in this movie. Christoph, his wife is awesome. I I can't think of the actress's name. Oh yeah, she's so good. good
1: yeah, I just love. Yeah, I love when they like. And the every, filmmaking,
2: the actual filmmaking,
1: the hidden cameras. Like Peter Weir directs this to a T, where you're like watching the reality show at the same time you're watching the movie. It's very
2: meta, like uh, like, yeah. like you would like to this. Expect. I think
1: this is like before that. Like if if anyone wrote this up, they'd be like, this was before reality TV. This yeah, is like a reality precursor TV. Oh, movie. this is really take oh totally. Because totally. Survivor and, like, Big Brother are, like, 99. Right. EdTV comes out the ne- year after.
2: They're very close, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah and Truman is 97. 98, and then EdTV's yeah, okay. 99. This so was right there. It's ahead of its time. It's ahead of its time. Yeah.
2: And it's super well done to just jump out on a limb and try to tackle a subject like a reality show. Right. Yeah. Super ahead of its time. Hiding the advertising. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Brilliant.
1: And like, as an actor, they Look have to talk about a certain product to you, to Truman.
2: <laughs> and the first time Jim Carrey picks up on it, his face—he's like, "Why did you say? Th- why did yeah. you say that?" Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. uh, chills. Like yeah. the mo- The movie's amazing. That's yeah. a great number one. What a great list. Yeah, great, <laughs> great choice, yeah. and a great list, Jay. And uh, speaking times. of that
0: list, why don't you read it off to us again, one more
1: time? Uh the list again is planes, trains, and automobiles. Number ten. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, number nine. In Bruges, number eight. Scream, number seven. Saving Private Ryan, six. The Cable Guy, five. Groundhog's Day, four. Sneakers, three. The Shawshank Redemption, two. And then the number one favorite film, The Truman Show. A great list, a great list,
0: Jay. And it's one where there's a few on there that I haven't seen that I'm interested in. If there's one that pops up to me. I have to say, is your number one this movie? I still haven't seen in the Truman Show. I have You're not seen, seen it. it. I have not seen the Truman Show. So I've seen parts of it. I've seen. I want to say maybe I have seen it at a younger age, but I have no recollection of it. But I, I, sitting here right now, I can't confirm that. I, I have seen it beginning to end. So that's, 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 that's how gonna I That's going to be the
1: first place I go. It's your number one, so it has to be the first right. place well, I go. Well, what so. a beautiful thing. We get all these different inspirations to watch new films that we've never seen.
0: That's exactly right. Artie, what stuck out to you is something that you're going to get a
1: run to? You put a few of these movies
0: on your on your watch list. Like, I physically watch you do it.
2: Yeah, well, that, but, that's how I felt about Roger Rabbit. I can't confirm that I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, all right. Uh, I added um, In Bruges and Sneakers. In Bruges and Sneakers, yeah.
0: And I would say if there's one you go to first... He's
1: going to love Imbrus. Make Make That's, a, uh, that's it's an it's, movie.
2: It's, it's number 2 on my list under uh beautiful. B I U T I. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, oh it's number God. 2 God. under that. But a heartbreaking movie. So, yeah, I, I, I want to crush uh, myself.
1: I'll trade you a oak jar. For uh, in Bruges Yeah, that's a good oh, trade. Oh, will you? That's a good oh, trade. Yeah, <laughs> you did it. I'll do it. Here, handshake. <laughs> well, look a at this. So we're But you got to just got to move to the top list before, before, before Monday. All right. Oh, love, I love
2: Beautiful. I love that, Jack. Yeah. Cool. We're doing it. Uh, we're doing I'm, it, Harry. I'm excited
0: for <laughs> to watch, to watch from Bruges already. I may rewatch it this this weekend because it's boy, it's that's a that's a flicker. Have you seen three billboards, Hardy, outside of being Missouri? No. Yeah, that's 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 Martin McDonough too. Mm-hmm. And I prefer Imbruch myself. I, I do like three billboards. I know Chris G's a big he's a big fan of both movies, but he's a a, a big fan of the three billboards. It's he he's got a style about him, he really does, and I I'm excited to see what he does next. What's his his other movie is um, well, he
1: used to seven do... psychopaths, or is that what it was? He used to do, um, or he's and he's still doing. I'm sure plays. Yes, he's a big. Well, he he that's what he was first. He, he was. You can tell his yeah. dialogue is so good and snappy.
2: Oh, he writes and directs. He's a playwright. Yeah. Well,
0: he start, he came up as a playwright and then transitioned to
1: movies. He and... wrote and in directed in Bruges and uh, Seven Billboards and.
2: Oh, th- I'm even more sold. This is this is selling me. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's he's a real. It already he's right up your alley. He's yeah, he's a British playwright, he's a raunchy and. Oh, oh, first. British! Oh, he's a British playwright. Oh my God! <laughs> Hold on, I gotta. My
0: pants are tightening. Yeah, seven Seven Psychopaths was his other one, and I think uh, Six Shooter was his first. Was his first movie, but great uh, names. Yeah, good good stuff out of him, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. There, mm-hmm. but all right, Jay. Well, man, you uh, you crushed that there. I, I love it. A, a, a great take on it. A bunch of bunch of cool comedies. Some dark comedies in there. Mm-hmm. And great choices, man. It was uh, it was a pleasure.
1: It's always I always feel like uh, you're an asset anytime you're contributing to the podcast here. I can't wait to have you back on. Just um, happy to be here. Um, it was a great idea, and I had a blast. Yeah, just I can't wait to have you in the mix for another Best Picture winner here. You 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 were
0: here last for Lion King. We'll see what what happens next here when we uh, when we move I'm just forward waiting for the
1: call. Three. I'm like sitting in the bullpen. That's right. That's right.
2: We got to get you in there on season three. I love anything Maybe I do forward. with Jack. Yes. I, want the, I want the mustache ride <laughs> well, I do, I do. For those keep... of you who can't see Jay He has a lovely mustache <laughs> That he's sporting uh, yeah. Along with Mr. Monopoly eyeglasses
0: <laughs> uh, Well we're we're approaching the We're approaching the MLB trade deadline So this is a, a great time of year For Jay <laughs> as a Pittsburgh Pirate fan Because it's always selling season <laughs> <laughs> Things get mixed Ooh, up real quick You get a player You get a player <sighs> Pitcher, you want a closer? We got another closer. Ooh, we, got an issue with the, we got an issue with the physical. Uh, boy, I should have hung on to Sid Green. Because, uh, <laughs> but but it helped.
2: You we know what? Had, so we were having such fun. We were, <laughs> I had to bring up Sid Green. <laughs> you know what's great though? These guys go on to have great careers with other teams. Uh, oh, oh man. Ba-doom,
1: ba-doom. <clears throat> um, my uh, by my way my, by the way, my outro is The Beatles. Oh, All right, and it's yeah. Mo- so we we do we do uh, movie themed it's
0: movie theme that you your intro was from the Truman Show as you said
1: my intro was uh, from the Truman Show it was called yeah so my intro was from the Truman Show soundtrack titled Underground by Burkhard Dawitz very nice yeah cool cool score I mean
0: you had said like leading into you said oh my uh song's for my number one movie, you know, so I don't want you to look at right, it. Right, it was a little forced. And I had way. no idea. <laughs> no, I'm nobody like, like oh, this is... Mind. Mind. I wouldn't know. I'm like, is this from, like, Alien, or what is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Artie, right, thanks for joining. It was uh, good to have you in the mix again. And I will say, maybe, we talked about having you on for another Best Picture winner. The three of us in Grand C talked a little Lion King. Maybe we'll talk about a similar movie that won Best Picture <laughs> several decades back from the same type of... Of source material, perhaps a a William Shakespeare mm-hmm. adapted mm-hmm. movie, maybe, yeah, maybe. Some, some Hamlet, <laughs> some Hamlet. Maybe we'll do the mix again. <laughs> we'll, we'll do some other voiceovers on top of that one. We'll see, but that 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 could possibly be something that could be coming your way at the second half of season three. But anyway, Jay, thank you for doing this, man. You, you crush it. I'm looking forward to doing more of these. These movies with you, and uh, play us out with a little Beatles, Jay.